0: Thank you
1: Your host of The Chosen Chronicles. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Today's show is going to be pretty interesting. We're going to talk about life, godliness, purity, and um, of course dating, right? Um, It's one of the topics I usually get asked to talk about all the time, and I usually don't do it on this broadcast. But this morning, I have a bunch to say. I have a bunch to say about dating. So I feel like this is the time, this is the hour (laughs) for us to have that conversation. And it should be pretty interesting and enlightening. So um, let's take a moment and pray and then we'll jump into the, the dialogue. Lord, I thank you and I praise you because you're awesome. I thank you and I praise you because there's no one like you There's no one besides you. You're faithful. You're true. You love me. I thank you for loving me so perfectly that I can be secure in that love, right? I don't have to go out and try to manufacture love or manufacture attention or manufacture um, relationship or intimacy because I have those things with you. Um, And I can come to you anytime. I can talk to you in the middle of the night. I can talk to you um, in the womb of the morning. I can talk to you throughout my day. And I know that I have a God who is listening to me and he actually responds. And that's um, pretty awesome. So Lord, I just thank you for um, encompassing me in your power and covering me in your grace and your mercy. doesn't matter really how seasoned or great or good or good enough. I think I am. Um, nothing good comes but by your spirit. So I ask right now, Lord, that you just have your way on this broadcast. I ask that you let your kingdom come, that you let your your kingdom invade the airways in the name of Jesus. I ask that your will be done. God, in my mouth is your, your, your instrument. So I say I yield it to you and I ask that you just invade every word with revelation, with power, with deliverance, with glory um, and, and set some captives free. I'm asking for that single young woman this morning who is feeling frustrated, who's feeling discouraged i'm asking that you encourage this woman with vision for this season of her life and let her know that there is a very specific reason why she's single right now there's a very specific reason and it's not because she has to earn her way into marriage that's not it It, but there's a specific reason why you've called her where she is and i want her to have confidence in that today i ask for the young man who might just feel pressure from peers to compromise sexually and and he's made up in his heart to be pure before you but with that he, he kind of longs for companionship and is beginning to to kind of pray to you for a wife and he may feel like he wants to rush that process or feel pressured from other young women right from from women but I ask right now that you anchor him Lord in your promises and in your purpose this morning and that you give him boldness to say hey my life is not my own it belongs to the Lord and whatever I do is going to give him glory and if I have to wait for that instruction if I have to wait for that insight if I have to wait for just the unction or the release to move in a certain direction I'm going to because I don't want to make this up as I go along I want to um Set my face before the Lord and and, and fix my gaze on His and walk in a way that honors Him. I pray that you strengthen Him today. I pray that you strengthen those who are married and regret it, right? So often I, I, I talk to married couples and, and they are just dissatisfied and they're disillusioned. And I believe that that's a, a tactic of the enemy. So I just ask right now that you bind up those fiery darts of accusation, those fiery darts of deceit that would, would come and destroy godly households and relationships, or that would just usurp God's purposes for relationships and family in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you release arrows of light and truth through this broadcast and that people leave with an understanding that, Hey, my steps are ordered by God. He is for me. He's more than anything or anyone who could arise against me and I can't go wrong by seeking him. I can't go wrong by trusting in him and, and inviting him into these decisions and into these aspects of my life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you and I praise you. I give you honor. Um, so often we rush things like prayer because we feel like they're secondary. But I know that even if I spent this entire broadcast continuing this prayer, it wouldn't really exhaust the um, vitality and the rejuvenation that comes from communication with you. And I pray that we will, as a church, as people, believers specifically, not fall for the the traps and the lies of the enemy that say that God is supposed to entertain us and and that things have to feel exciting for them to have value or worth. And I just pray that we break beyond that seduction of, of comfort, break beyond that seduction of entertainment and just say, you know what, whatever degree of discipline it requires, whatever degree of um, sacrifice it requires. I'm going to train myself to be content in the presence of God. I'm going to train myself to behold and desire true beauty Um, because well yeah Lord so I just thank you for that thank you that as we behold you we will actually be transformed into your likeness that's how it works I pray that if someone is a believer or not and they've been feeling unction to pray to you and they've just been like I can't I can't I don't know where to start I pray that you ignite them today and I pray that right now while while I'm talking to you that they'll talk to you and just start saying God have your way on my life kingdom of God come will of God be done I surrender my life to you I invite you into just this hour, this moment, this minute, and I say, show yourself strong, show me your love, help me understand your presence in my life and understand um, how I can grow and, and, and develop in my faith in you. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the joy you've given me in your presence. I thank you that I feel good today in the wake of loss, in the wake of some some rough times over the past couple of weeks. You have been really, really constant to encourage me, and I would be remiss not to, not to acknowledge you for that this morning. Thank you for new friendships. Thank you for ending some old ones. Thank you, God, for uh, placing me in the the middle, the center, um, the hollow of your hand that no one can pluck me out. I'm grateful for you. I love you, God. I just declare and I confess that you're worthy. And um, I want to know you more. I want to love you more. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. Amen. So, yeah, today's show is about dating and relationships. And I have a few things on my heart, a few things on my mind about it. I want to start with the scripture. I'm reading from the King James Version. It's Romans chapter 12, verses one and two it says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God I I wanted to share this because it's one of my anchor scriptures when it comes to just thoughts about purity and godliness like the reason why I think relationships matter the reason why I think that the men that I choose to associate myself with or not um, matter is because my life is supposed to be this living sacrifice, right? It's spoken for it. I've been purchased. I know people don't like that analogy, but the scripture says we've been bought with a price. And it just means that Jesus was mindful of us when he took on the penalty of our sins so that we could be redeemed unto him in righteousness and grace and opportunity not to be brought under the eternal right strongholding consequence of sin which will be death but he came to give us life and life abundantly so like this sacrifice covers me i have come into agreement with it i ha- have just acknowledged god he is my lord he is my savior right and um you know jesus is in in light of that right i want to sacrifice something to him he sacrificed for me and and i'm you know, it's it's a reasonable service is what the scripture says in the King James Version. It says it's your reasonable service to prevent, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So I, I just internalize that scripture and I agree with it. I say, yes, yeah, it is reasonable. It's more then um, reasonable for me to to be mindful about how I can devote and dedicate and sacrifice my body and my, my decisions and my mind and all the things that I value about myself, how I can just give them to him and how he can tell me how to make you know better use of them than I would ever necessarily be able to decide or, or figure out on my own. so. Right now, I just give God glory and praise for this opportunity. Um, So, yeah, that's the the first verse. But the second verse, it talks about how we're not supposed to be conformed to the world. And that's kind of what I want to focus on today. Because for some reason, the church fails to speak specifically about issues like marriage. Well, they talk about marriage more than than they do dating, in my opinion. Um, Because you have so many people in churches that are just, like, depressed in their marriage. So, like, I feel like a lot of conversation happens around marriage, or at least... At the very least, you'll have a pastor say, wait until you're married, right? So marriage is mentioned. But that being said, there is this world of singleness that needs to be utilized the right way. Because singleness, in my experience, singleness is where you quote unquote find yourself. Singleness is where you find sometimes the Lord. Singleness is where you can kind of apprehend your purpose with a certain amount of like intensity and, and aggression like you don't you don't have to be distracted like I you know I had friends in in law school who were married with kids you know had beautiful lives and loved Jesus and, and some of them didn't but either way they had you know beautiful lives and I thought oh this is really cool for them but like I know that it's different you know in that position versus my position where it was like okay I have responsibilities you know I have people in my life I was mentoring I was ministering so it wasn't like I my life was all about me but I did have room I had room to dream I had room to like kind of decide what I wanted and I think sometimes like particularly if you got, get married at a very young age before you know who you are and that's the thing like I think there are some younger people who know who they are and know what they want. But I think typically, and I'll speak from the young woman's perspective, we don't really know who we are at a certain age, like 18, 19, 20, 21. We're still kind of figuring those things out, 22, 23. We're still figuring those things out, 24, 25. We're still figuring those things out, 26, 27. So yeah, that being said, um, I think it's cool to take that single season and not really do a whole bunch of me, 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 I, 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 but it's more so let me behold true beauty and see what God is telling me about his will, his purpose for my life. And let me make some decisions that line up with what that is, right? Instead of kind of making your decisions and then seeking God and saying, fix them and make them what they should have been. You know, God can do either one grace is sufficient and all things can be redeemed. I'm grateful for that because he's redeemed quite a bit of my life. But um, I, I just kind of feel like sometimes we miss the gift of a single season. Season by rushing its conclusion and, and saying you know I want my life to be about and, and here's what's up like particularly kids that grow up in, in um in, in the church but not really in the church like they grow up around the church they go to church services their parents kind of preach you know the parts of the Bible to them it's a it's a bunch of don't have sex don't have sex don't have sex until you're married until you're married until you're married and they kind of fall into strongholds of like sex. <laughs> like they, they they either have sex or really decide they want to have sex quickly and out of like a, an attempt to respect God or respect what their parents have taught them they rush marriage because they want sex and I think that it's so important to address that because there's a scripture that says impatience possess your soul and I think there's a reason for that because we have so many options Right. We have so many things that we can rightfully choose to do. Like when you're 18, you're grown. You you, in the eyes of the law, you are allowed to make decisions about who you marry, when you marry, how you marry, why you marry. But like but there's something to be said if you can just have the wisdom to wait, like wait for confirmation, wait for it. And, you know, we don't confine the things that we do to like carnal sensibilities but like wait for the decisions that you're contemplating to make sense like okay yeah I want marriage or I want sex or I want marriage or something like that right that might be what you're thinking but you also want what like a a nice house and you also want a nice car and you also want a certain amount of money and you also want certain types of friendships with your girls and you also want to travel the world and you want all these things at once but because of distractions sometimes you you lock into one thing that can actually delay everything else and that's what I'm saying like wait until you actually understand like the rhythm and and maybe the progression because sometimes like it could be it's right you can even be with the right person it could be like you actually know who you're going to marry you know that this man is god's will for your life but the timing could just be wrong and that's why if you can possess your soul and you don't forget your soul is the seed of your passion so it's interesting how the the scripture says impatience possess your soul instead of impatience possess your spirit because your soul is where your passions are so if you can be patient in the place of passion if you can be patient in the place of strong desire if you can be patient in the place of like the yearnings of your heart and your soul then you will have a power that most people don't have because look at the world like people that end up in certain situations and lifestyles like it's often because they're consumed by passion they are consumed by desire they don't know how to control it they don't know how to tell themselves no or they're just not willing to but they don't understand that when they take that first step it leads to another step, and it leads to another step, and when they choose to change directions, they're so far out that it takes a, a considerable amount of energy coupled with the grace of the grace and the grace of God for you to get back on track. And I think that many of us have experienced things like that, either in relationships or outside of relationships, just in life. So we all have testimonies about how God has redirected our steps and, and brought us where we needed to be, even when we veered off the course. And let's just give God praise for that, right? Hallelujah. But that being said, I want to caution the one who's in the valley of decision because I can relate to you. I know what it's like to, you know, leave from high school and, and you know, be successful, Right. I graduated with the highest honors in the state. Like I I um, received distinctions that were the highest ranked in the state, um, had, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars in scholarship offers, like really, um, had left just that season of my life on a high. My parents were honored. I was excited. I had options. I had opportunities. And but I but thankfully I also had a prayer life. And I just remember the conversation that happened in high school when I needed to make decisions about what was supposed to happen next. And I had one person in my ear saying, Go to this Ivy League and another person in my ear saying, Go to this HBCU and another person in my ear saying, Stay home. I don't want to lose you. Right. And I had to go before God and say, what what do I do next? And then I received vision and I felt like God said, you know what? Yeah, you're going to it would cost you something. You would be sacrificing more glamorous opportunities and more prestigious opportunities. But if you stay here, I have a ministry that I want to birth through you here and I will bring the things to you that you're giving up. And, and I just and I was just like, you know what? I've got to trust God. Like, I don't want to live my life chasing things that other people are telling me I should want or uh, chasing things that other people are telling me I should desire. I, I, I desire God. And it's like, I know that right now at 18, 17, 16, 10, 11, 12. Like, I know it right now that I want God. I know it right now that I want to go wake up in the morning and feel like there's something more to my agenda for the day than me just doing things that people thought were good ideas. I need to believe that God is breathing on the things I'm deciding to do and that he's ordering my steps into greatness which I talked about a week ago to some other people on Facebook but that being said I'm grateful that he at least gave me the courage even against you know and I'll just be candid and my parents can tell their side another day maybe I'll have them in the studio but like they had a really strong opinion too about some things I was considering doing And they're like no 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 and I was like but you know what God is ordering my steps here and I'm going to do this and 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 I'm going to own the decision. Right. And I'm grateful because he did it and he's still doing it. He's still bringing the things to me with increase that I gave up, that I sacrificed for him. So like when I read Romans 12, 1 and, and read how Paul is, Paul is beseeching or begging or imploring, right, the body of Christ to present our bodies as living sacrifices unto God, I can relate into that because I, I just know that there's a safety there. Like you're more safe on the altar of God right? You're more safe, totally surrendered and vulnerable to the will of God and the response of God than you are outside of the will of God. And people, sometimes they, they choose to be outside of the will of God because they think, oh, well, at least I'll have control. At least I'll know what will happen. At least I can make sure I'll be happy. But that's not how happiness works, right? Happiness is even constricted when you have that voice or that feeling that apprehension that says, you know what? I'm doing me. I'm doing what I want to do with the people I want to do it with, but I don't believe God is pleased. Can't even enjoy your sin. Cause because you have this awareness that God's not for you. But instead of just repenting, and here's the thing, that's why I wanted to talk today. Repent. When you find yourself in a mess, when you look up like the prodigal son and realize, oh my goodness, I'm eating with pigs, instead of trying to throw a tablecloth on the mud. Right. And instead of trying to bring in some fine china and pretend like it's a feast, just say, this is a problem. (laughs) Right. This is a problem. I messed up. God, I'm not going to try to make this cute. Right. I repent. Let me go back home. Where, Lord, is there a cab? Is there a taxi? I need to go home. I need to go to my mom. I need to go to my like humble yourself like, you know, one of the biggest issues younger people have is a lack of humility. And like all of us, we we just want to be right and we're tired of being wrong. We're tired of having to ask people for help. Shut up and just apologize to some people and go back and say, I'm hungry, I'm naked, I'm needy. And don't be naked for real. But you know, I need some clothes, I need some new shoes. I got shoes and holes in my shoes. I'm hungry. And you're the only one who cares because you gave birth to me. Please take me back. Like, just humble yourself. And I'm kind of joking with that. But I'm I'm for real as well. Like, there's so much more to be won through repentance. Because, like, it can give you this clean slate and this opportunity to do do your first works over again. Then you just trying to make the wrong things right. And um, I think my dad kind of during one of his sermons, he said it really simply. But he was like, wrong things won't ever work. And he's like, stop trying to make your wrong things work and just turn from your wrong things and do a right thing <laughs> and and choose a right thing. And that's real. That's true. It's like you in this jacked up relationship. And I'm shocked by the number of women, the number of young women who are hit by the people they date. Like Like a man is actually putting his hands on you and you're making excuses for it. And the reason why it shocks me, and this is not me passing judgment, like I don't want people to feel like, That's not where I'm going with this, but like there's been such a cry, right? Even like secularly people, they do the me too stuff, which is more so about rape and sexual assault, but it's, um, you know, they, they cry out and there's like this cry in the world for justice on behalf of women. And there's like all this education where like, I remember often hearing over and over and over again, like, don't ever let a man touch you. Like you don't ever have to do something that's not okay with you or, or go along with something that doesn't feel good. Right just on a secular level. So like, I thought that there had been like this infusion of like education that might've like put, you know, the mentality of young women into a place where it's like, okay, I know I don't have to deal with this. Like there are resources, there are other options, but you know what? I don't think we're very much further than we were in my grandmoms day and age when those things were really prevalent in common. I think that they're just hitting more. Right. And I just, I do pray for those young ladies in those situations. Um, but I also just want to say, you know, to anyone who might be listening, um, It breaks my heart that someone might be actually in love with someone that that hurts them, right? Physically, sexually, emotionally, financially. There are so many types of abuse that people don't even know. Like they know it doesn't feel good, but they don't understand that they're actually legitimately being abused because they don't have knowledge. And um, so, yeah. So anyway, I I don't even know why I went there, but it's just a concern for me. And I just want to let young women and young men know like God has a perfect love for you. Like his love is perfect And he wants to teach you through that love. He wants to empower you through that love. He wants you to legitimately experience that love. But you'll miss out on it uh, if you keep falling for the counterfeit, right? Like, because sometimes we just don't get the great thing because we're distracted by the good thing. We don't get the great thing because we're distracted by the thing that we want. And we don't really recognize what we need. So I just want to encourage you, like, if you're in this place where it's just like my life is not working, there is a lot of wrong and I've been trying to make it right and it's not working. Just be courageous. You have a father. If you don't have anyone else and you may not like, I don't want to underestimate the fact that you literally might be by yourself. Often when we feel alone, we're not, but there could be situations where you really are alone in that moment or in that season of your life. You really do have a heavenly father who hears your prayers. And I just would want to encourage you to just cry out to him and ask him to illuminate, like, right, give you light so you can see. Give you a, a, a map or some type of an indication of the next step or ask God to give you a shoulder to cry on or just to be that shoulder, you know, like whatever that prayer needs to be, talk to him because you've gone long enough without talking to him. You've gone long enough without listening to him. You've gone long enough without seeking him. Do it now. No, it's not too late. I don't care if you do have a baby. I don't care if you do have a broken heart. I don't care if you do feel like you've just made too many wrong turns There are amazing stories of what God can do with our brokenness when we surrender and when we say yes to him. So no excuses. You are alive. You have a chance. You are alive. That's an opportunity for you to look up and continue to live. So be encouraged, Um, young women, young men. We're going to keep talking about life, godliness, purity, and dating. But first, I want to um, play this. It's a throwback for real. It's called my body by trinity five seven and it's just yeah a good song bless you
2: who do you think i am i don't play these games not going out like that let me explain, Tryna trying to save myself, don't pressure me, my spirit leads me to celebrate I have to just be real, and I know it's fair, I wanna please my God, and I don't care, you can just leave now, but if you stay, there's gonna be no Just came not that fast, it's not his plan I'm not ashamed to do, but I know it's right His yoke is easy and his burden light. Mama sent me down and she would say Just trust in the Lord and him only No disrespect, but I can't be with you And try to serve the Lord tonight
1: And this is Brittany is chosen live with the chosen Chronicles. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're talking about life, godliness, purity, dating relationships and whatever else God brings to my mind during this conversation. I like the feedback we're getting. A lot of people think this is a very important topic to discuss. I agree as someone who is constantly dealing with teens, young adults and others about the topic of purity in health, wellness, godliness, spirituality, um, I do think this is something we should be talking about all the time because, hey, you have a body all day every day, right? As long as you're alive, you have a body that you need to know how to manage, and some of it is purely physical. Some things we need to know from a purely physical perspective um, because God, like, he He designed our physicality, he designed our sexuality, he designed our identity, and um, there are things that we need to constantly find out, figure out, understand, and affirm concerning who we are and how we best honor that. So yeah, it is my opinion that God has an opinion, right? He doesn't just have an opinion. He has a standard about how he wants us to carry our bodies, which is why I like that song by 857 I mean, it's super old, but It talks about my body, right? Really, really simply, my body's a temple. And I think one line in the song says, his spirit is leading me to celibacy. And, you know, that's a good topic because a lot of people, you know, they use it as a cop-out. They always say, oh, I've already had sex, so it doesn't matter if I keep having sex. It absolutely does because that's kind of like saying I've already stolen before. It doesn't matter if I keep stealing or I've already told a lie in my life, so it doesn't matter if I lie all the time. Of course, Uh, doing something twice is different than doing it once doing something 10 times is different than doing it twice. Like there's a difference, right? So I wanted to just kind of say this conversation doesn't end just because you've made a bad choice or just because you've done the wrong thing once. Like it's not an excuse. It's not one of those things where it's like, Oh, okay. Well what you do with your body from this point on doesn't matter at all. And it can't get any worse and it can't get any more vulnerable or any more potentially dangerous because you know, you've already done it once. No, that's not how it works. Like you, as long as you're alive, the choices that you make, the alliances that you uh, align yourself with, the relationships that you pursue will always affect uh, the next step and the next option and the next chapter and the next season. And I think married folks particularly can weigh into that. They made one choice to marry one person and it's going to affect the rest of their life, right? Even if that marriage ends in divorce, it will affect the rest of their lives. Um, So that being said, like, I just want people to understand that I don't think it's a casual thing. I don't think it's inconsequential. I think it's of ultimate consequences, how we relate, um, what we choose to do sexually, when, where, and with whom in terms of the point in our lives. I think it, it matters. I think it matters more than people are willing to admit because of their own regret. And I think that it's so selfish that adults Right. People who have the ear of younger people, people who are seen as sources of wisdom or understanding or knowledge, um, they, you know, because of their own mistakes or their own lack of options or opportunities or because of their own consequences have decided, you know, not to share certain truth, not to share certain information because they've deemed it. They've deemed it un unimportant or inconsequential because the consequences are too hard for them to bear, too hard for them to really cope with. So they choose to not acknowledge it at all, even though there's an entire generation who could benefit from the truth. And that's the thing, like as a mentor, the biggest fire in my belly is just to tell the truth because the truth sets captives free. That's what the scripture says. And that's what I've experienced. When God reveals truth to me, I experience freedom. Whereas everyone lied and might've said, it's okay that you do that. It's okay that you go there. It's okay that you uh, affiliate with, them or or that you're that you just entertain this that or the other when God speaks on a thing and he shouts truth over your life and he says hey I I said no for a reason and it was to protect you or I said go for a reason it was to redirect you or I said stop for a reason it was to preserve you when he shouts truth over your life freedom comes so imagine how much freedom we could birth in the lives of others if we just said the truth instead of liking the Facebook pictures of the booty shorts and liking you know the The accounts of clubbing and and, and drinking and and, and kind of fighting. I think there was one time this girl that I know posted about a fight she was in and it had like a hundred likes. Are you serious? You're liking that? Like you couldn't just say the truth. You couldn't say, hey, you're an adult now. You can end up in big people's jail for a long time. You you couldn't say, oh, you might get a, a fine for that or a penalty for that. Oh, or think about that child that you have who's five or six. Do you want them visiting you behind a screen? Or behind a, what, a glass uh, wall? I don't know the term right now. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank, but for real, like every decision has a consequence. And those of us who are aware need to speak the truth. And here's the thing, like, and that's that's the thing, because I do deal with, like, I want to be more serious because I was being a bit facetious a minute ago. But like, I want to be serious for a moment. I get so many calls and emails from people when they're in like dire circumstances and in serious need of help and typically like their needs are very compelling like i'm concerned you're facing jail con- jail time i really do care about that like you you're facing the potential deprivation of your rights of your liberties uh you may have to be a you know deemed a felon even after you serve out a uh, a sentence for the rest of your life and it'll take your your voting rights it'll take certain other opportunities away from you like I care about that but there are so many times people call me or they pursue me and they want my attention and they want my information and they want my help and my energy after they've made the decisions that have completely destroyed (laughs) you know, their lives as they knew them. And I want people to just understand on the front end, like when you're deciding that relationship, when you're deciding that activity, when you're deciding what you're going to do that night, that's when you have control. That's when you have power. Like I explained this to someone like maybe a month or so ago, they were talking to me and, and, and they were like kind of talking through a legal issue and um, I won't go into detail, but they were like, man, I just kind of want to control things. And they, cause they were kind of going back and forth between whether or not they needed a lawyer. And I was like, well, it seems like you really don't want to, you know, you don't want a lawyer and, and you're willing to get one maybe if you think that you can't do it yourself. I was like, well, I do want to go ahead and confirm for you that lawyers do have a knowledge base that you don't have, right? Just by virtue of education. So that's true. And if you want someone who knows what they're doing, then the answer to your question would be, yes, yes, you do need a lawyer or you need to self-educate, which means you need to actually do some research. You need to stop kind of just like guessing your way through this process and figure it out for real. And then make some decisive steps. I was like, but yeah, either way, the current approach is not going to get you where you want to be. Either way, what you're doing right now is not going to work, right? So that being said, I was talking to them and I was like, it sounds like really, you just want control. And I was like, and here's the thing. It's before the court right now. The court has control. You don't have control. What you had control over were all the decisions that led up to this point. You don't get control when it's in the court's hands. You had control when it was in your hands. And you made bad choices, and what you need to focus on is never, ever, ever ending up in a position in your life where you make those choices again. And, and that's the thing people don't recognize where their choices actually are. Once other people, other systems, other institutions are involved, then all of a sudden they want to make choices and make decisions and, 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 and figure out their options. But it's like you limit your options when you bring yourself under the power, under the mercy of someone else. And that's just how it works legally. It's how it works relationally. Like your power is when you aren't already under the burden, under the stronghold of consequences. Your power is when you actually are the clean slate and you're like making choices like which direction am I going to go in? Well, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be friends with? Who do I want to date? Like when you're making those choices, that's your control. That's your power. And you just give it away. People give it away because, hey, this guy's popular or this activity is what everyone else is doing. Like they don't even want to do these things, but they have nothing else to do. They don't have any other vision for their lives. They don't have any other real direction. So they just make it up. And often they're not even making it up. They're just following following what they think everyone else is doing and they end up in a ditch. They end up in a situation in a mess they don't want to deal with. And I just want to be real with you guys. Like it matters like God, you know, there's a scripture that talks about how we are going to comprehend and we will understand God's love, the fullness of his love in community. It's together with all the saints. So like there is a community mandate on what we experience and how we walk and how we live as Christians. Like God has ordained for us to learn certain things in a community. Um, and, and, Converse, you know, conversely true to that. I think that there is a, a real power for us to learn ungodly things in community, because like a lot of people, they say, like, I'm above influence. Well, actually, I think God created you to be influenced <laughs> like he created us to lead and, and to exercise influence, but we're also susceptible to influence because there's something that happens when people gather, when they come together, when we when they seek counsel of one another and it's not to be ignored. So, so yeah, that that's kind of where we are, that's what we're doing, that's what we're talking about today. God has a purpose for your life, he has a purpose for your body. And you know what? What we're supposed to be doing with our bodies? We're supposed to be worshiping God. So let's think about that while we hear this next song. It's called We Will Worship and it goes into another song called Like Oil. Enjoy!
3: so I'm see I'm Saco pe <speaking in> soa. O, um, iso, gazile, nasemova, naga pambiliwa, pegisanda saco pe
1: So, yeah, I really enjoyed that song. I hope you liked it, too. Once again, this is Britney's Chosen Live, maybe, with the Chosen Chronicles. And I thank you so much for tuning in with me every Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, right on 93.9 FM WLXU. Like, it's such a blessing that this door has been open for me to share. Just, uh, you know, my perspective of what it is to be called and chosen in such a time as this. And it's so cool to be able to name the name of Jesus. Um on the airways because he's worthy, right? And a conversation about Jesus is a conversation that's worthy of our time, of our attention. And it's cool, even if you know only a small um, segment of the population wants to listen to it. It's it's really cool and really important that we discuss these matters. Um, we really have concluded today's show. We've we've over uh, maxed our time, I believe. So we're gonna go ahead and and end with a prayer. At this time, and we're just going to kind of go before the Lord, seek his heart a little bit more definitively about dating, about relationships, and um, then we'll take it from there. So like, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for um, opening up the door to have this conversation, open up the door to have this conversation about just like how you feel about our bodies, how you feel about us. You know, I'm a witness that you love us with a perfect and enduring love, and that you um, are so merciful and tender towards us. And I'm so grateful that um, you love us in a way that we can feel, in a way that we can see and experience. Um, So, right now, God, I just ask that you breathe your peace into the lives, the hearts, and the minds of. Particularly youth and young adults today. I just ask that you release that peace that surpasses understanding. I ask that you release that peace that keeps the heart in the mind. I'm ask that you release that peace that gives direction, that that lets us know, you know what, even when you feel alone, you're not alone. And you know what, I am with you. I love you. I love all of you. You have not tricked me into loving you. You did not make me think that you're anyone other than you who you are, because from before the foundation of the world, I knew you. I knew your name. I knew every step you would take. I knew where you would start, and I knew where you would finish, and I still chose you. And that's what I want us to remember today, God. You, you know, everything and you still chose us like we don't even know what we're fully capable of, good or bad. We're only at a point in our lives and we don't even know how much more is left, but you do and you still chose us. So, God, help us to have the courage, the conviction, the confidence to choose you back. And I just pray that you open up our minds to be renewed in the area of how our bodies are best protected. How our bodies can be best served and honored um, through relationship with you, through relationship with ourselves, and through relationship with others. Um, there's such a temptation to compromise, and I don't think that ever goes away. But uh, wisdom can sharpen us in certain areas, and you can just give us revelation, and that that really can renew our mind. And when our minds are renewed, our behaviors are often transformed and improved. So. We thank you for that. We thank you for just the opportunity to explore this topic today. And I just say, let your kingdom come. Lord, let your will be done among us as it is in heaven. Lord, mark hearts. Let these people know that they are chosen for a purpose. They are chosen for such a time as this. And you are for them, God. You love them, God. You know them intimately and deeply. And you're not intimidated by any portion of the truth whatsoever. I glorify you. I give you praise. I give you thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being so patient with me, God. Thank you, God, for having so much grace toward me, for giving me so much mercy and for giving me so many opportunities to preach the gospel. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you for hearing me in the times that I've repented. Thank you for hearing me in the times that I've confessed and apologized. And thank you for putting me in right standing with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, for allowing me to to wake up this morning. I have two loved ones who didn't. And, you know, most recently over the past week. And um, I don't want to take this for granted that that you're allowing me to breathe and speak and and know and, and believe and experience you more fully. Thank you, God. Thank you Thank you. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your purposes. I glorify you and I give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this broadcast of the Chosen Chronicles once again. I am your host, Brittany is Chosen, and I invite you to give me your feedback. Do you like the show? What do you want to hear about next week? Um, email the chosen chronicles at gmail.com. And if you're just curious about more information on this show or just, you know, my life for ministry, check out the website, Brittany dot com. Thank you guys so much. I'm praying for all of us <laughs> that we can be more like Christ in these last evil days because we need them. We really do. God bless you. Let's enjoy this last song. Uh, I'm signing off with My Life by The Walls Group. I
3: don't want to be that light to make a second guess you really Who I'm representing No, I'm not heard.
4: Thing it needs to be said Y'all don't really get the picture Focus your attention no on what really matters